seeking the truth is the number one thing we should desire because we're creating everything anyway. If we just take a step back and go, okay, I'm actually creating everything. I'm not subject to anything. It is subject to me. That's a whole different mindset. There's a lot of creations. Think of all the tormenting thoughts that we feel when we don't have truth and how mean we are to ourselves. Then all of those mean thoughts are talking directly to our subconscious and they're moving into third dimensional realm and being created think about it and take a step back and start to objectively look at this and go, am I really that powerful? It's just a matter of training yourself to understand who you really are. And now we can create from this space, we master our destiny and this is how we save the world. It's like we know that everybody's on a journey, but just through the gift of what is called revision, we can help others awaken to divinity within themselves and then let divinity take it over from there. But visualize the highest desire for them and hold that for them instead of judging them. Gift them with mercy and hold a vision of them in their highest good, their highest desire, and revising and holding the highest viewpoint for them, the wish fulfilled. Welcome to the Awakening Entrepreneur Podcast. This show is for entrepreneurs. They have chosen to define their life beyond the material. They have followed their soul on a hero's journey towards the mystery of the spiritual. I'm your host, Garrett Newman. Each episode will be learning from awakened entrepreneurs and spiritual thought leaders. They have broken through the mold of being ordinary to extraordinary. Challenging our paradigm, shining lights to the dark, giving hope when there is doubt. The moment of truth is upon us. It is time to transcend our world from fear to love. Are you ready? Let's go. Welcome to this week's Awakening Entrepreneur Podcast, uh, where we are de- taking you deeper in 2021 into a more fulfilling life and a deeper connection with your soul. And who's better to really take us to this journey is uh, one of our most popular guests from last year, Claudette Anderson. She's the Truth Method Facilitator. And if you don't know what what's that about, she basically healed herself without medical intervention in having stage four cancer. That's no small thing to overcome. But along the journey, she's cultivated or developed the truth method. And what I love about it is not something that's unique to her that only she can do. She's teaching it to hundreds of students around the world to teaching them how to access truth, how to really connect deeper to their soul and overcoming the life challenges and turn them into life celebrations. So welcome, Claudette. Hi there. How are you? It's an honor to be on your podcast again. Well, we were just um, the few minutes before we chatted, we're going like very quickly, went very deep into um, my kids just having rumbling 
confrontation behind the background. I had to like say and pop out to say, hey, like you better like be quiet. Like daddy's running a podcast right now. And you offered me some really sage advice. But without going into that, like I can feel that you're taking people on a deeper journey right now. Um, so tell me what's the last year has been like, like especially with COVID, with the world like changing faster than ever on the external stuff, on the 3D stuff, like the people that you're working with, what has been their experience using the truth method and what have some of your realization been? So yeah, that's a great question. The last year, um, after 20 years of one-on-one coaching and sharing with people and not always teaching it, I would, you know, as I coached, I would give advice for people to discover how to do it. And I would tell them they could do it, but I never had a formal program to teach people. And so in 2020, that's what I did. And I created the Truth Method training, which is eight weeks, and then the Advanced Truth Inner Circle, which includes the first eight weeks, and it's an additional 12. So it's like 20 weeks of training. And what it does is it actually gets us to understand who we are at a soul level and what our power is. That is our birthright. And based on what we believe, right? So Whatever we believe will be what we create in our world. And it also be what we experience from ourselves and others. And so when COVID hit, you know, I pulled the group together and said, fear is going across the world right now. And you could feel it. I know you remember that. Like everybody was like, things were shutting down. Everything's happening. And so we did a truth session because Fear is actually a lower energy. It doesn't come from where we come from, okay, which I call origin, just to keep it simple. And so fear is something that is created from our false self. You know, we all talk about how we have an ego. We have, I call it Chi Chi the Chihuahua. (laughs) I just think it's funny. I joke about this and have fun with it. But anything from the false self will take you into fear and doubt it will cause our emotions to spin. And if you've ever noticed when our emotions are spinning, we can't make a a sound decision. When we're in fear, we don't have clear thinking, right? And so fear will take our love, our power, our clarity. But if we get the truth about what we believe that allows the fear, then we can step back into our love, our power and our clarity. And so for COVID, That's what we did. And I had a couple truth inner, I think four truth inner circle members get COVID. They got diagnosed positive. And, but we've had really good results because what we did was we pulled together and did a visualization for them. And also I do what's called uh, truth treatments. And so it's something that can be recorded and listen to, and it goes deep in the subconscious. And so they pulled out of it fairly quickly and that was good. And so over this past year, I've run three truth inner circles and two truth method trainings. And now the truth method is online. So it's something that at the beginning of every month it opens up for people to join and it's the precursor, you know? So what is it all about? At the core of our being, we were created in the image of creation. 
who we are is magnificent. We just have a problem. <laughs> and the one problem is we believe things about ourselves that aren't true. And those beliefs rise up into our thoughts. And they're the thoughts that repeat in our head over and over and over. And the problem with this is sometimes we don't even know what that belief is. At, at most of the time we don't because it's in our subconscious. And another problem comes that can be solved. We create from our subconscious. So everything that is in our subconscious is actually creating our full experience in our world. All the good, all the bad. And as a collective, we're all creating and we've agreed to fulfill each other's creations. You know, so when you get a thought to help somebody and we think it's our thought, it's probably we're being compelled to help fulfill their creation. And we've all agreed to do it. And when we go back to the essence of who we are, we're one. We all came from creation. We're all one. But what we did is we descended here and we forgot who we were. And so it's as if divinity sleeps within us for a moment and we go through, uh, you know, I don't know what you believe about lifetimes, but we go through lifetimes of learning, growing, and it starts off kind of really low level. And then we start to grow from there in advance. And what I tell everyone is we're on earth and it's almost like creation put us in a playpen of an illusion and it seems like there's these terrible atrocities, terrible things that happen. But when we start to step out of that and get the truth about who we are and understand our power, we can actually see what is happening in our world change. So if we get the truth about what we believe at that deep level, then we can begin to see people respond to us differently. We no longer have to go, well, this person's mean, that person's rude. We begin to see how we're all one. And if someone is rude to me, I have a belief. I'm being rude to myself. They might be fulfilling my creation. So that's something we can check on, right? I'm not asking you to believe me. I'm asking you to test it. And so when we begin to step into our power and we can test this and we go, wait a minute. Okay, this person's always rude to me. This person always does this, but do I believe anything? and we can ask the eternal truth to rise in us, then at that point when that truth rises up, we can ask that that belief be replaced by the truth. And the truth sets you free. And then we'll see how that person you know, treats us. I've always said, um, a lot of people go, well, negative people, you don't need to be around them. This is true. I mean, it's not fun to be around negative people. But if you're triggered in the presence of someone, Get the truth about what you believe so that the trigger has no power over you. So this is all about a journey of us rising into who we really are, stepping into real power, not comparing with other people, but, but going on our path of growth. And, and when we're in our real power, we can have grace and mercy for others. We can have love for others. This is where we can step into love. Everyone says love is it. You need the truth first so that you can step into the love and receive it and give it and understand eternal love. So it's a very powerful process. And I believe, you know, we all are creators and we're creating all the time. We're so good at it. 
I have people all the time go, I have so many bad beliefs. I'm like, girl, that just means you're really good at creating. <laughs> like you created all these beliefs that cause you to think you're separate from divinity, but you're not. And mm -hmm. so it's unwinding that and allowing the awareness of who you are to rise. And it's stepping out of logic and reasoning and stepping into the knowing. It's a higher intelligence. It's a higher way of existing. And, and from there, we won't experience the emotional spin. Uh, we won't experience the problems we all face. Like money's a big deal, right? Like a lot of people face a lack of money. They'll make it and then lose it. Or they'll, I mean, there's all kinds of situations or they'll have it and they'll be fearful they'll lose it, right? There's all this energy around money but when we step into knowing who we are, we don't have the fear. We understand that we have the God power within us. It's actually in our beautiful subconscious. And how do we access it? From our beautiful imagination. So when you can activate your imagination and visualize that wish fulfilled, that end result that you seek and do it for the good of others. If you do it, you know, if you visualize something and it's a little selfish and not so good, you might will it into creation, but it won't stay created because the force of all love and truth doesn't support that. But if you visualize something that is for the good of all, for your good, and in your heart is expanding, then you can create something that all the power of the universe backs you up on. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, when, when you're speaking, it's almost like feels like there's a certain, well, at least from my experience just then, it feels like there's almost like a, a truth energy or something that's, that's coming through and just different realization is just automatically popping up. One of it was when you talked about fear, it's almost like without the fear or the stuff happening, the unpleasant experience that happens on the external, it doesn't trigger us to go inwards to discover who we truly are. If everything is this rosy and pina colada on the beach somewhere and, and it's just pleasant, the motivation to really question like, who am I? And to get back to the truth and get back to the source and, and reconnect with our soul is, is not as high. So that came through. So thank you for that. And you talked about after you've understanding how to face, well, identify fear is, is not attached to you as in your ego self and, and start to transcend beyond that, that the next phase is to start to visualize and, and imagine like, what is the life that you want to create? Do you want to share some of the examples of some of um, the students or, or the people that you've seen using this method and how the life have really transpired? Because as much as I guess most of the listeners like, understand this is possible, it's, it always helps to listen to like real life examples to reinforce the belief. Like times after times when you're hearing stories after the stories of people that's actually doing it, ordinary people, then you start to wonder, well, why can't that be done? Exactly. Exactly. So I want to comment on the fear for a minute. Um, so there's a divine plan happening in all of us and, and it leads us into awakening and it happens at the speed that it happens. Okay. And when we are ready, we run into other people that can share insights. The universe is always sharing truth and always 
you know, it could be in a moment where we're just out of our head exercising, we get a truth, like we get an intuitive uh, gut knowing a hunch. And that's truth rising. Anytime you get that, and it's usually when your head's out of the way. So the truth method is training ourselves to do that consciously, whenever we need to, and then going to the point that we're just one with truth where there is no separation, it's a constant communication, it's guidance, it's beautiful. So on the fear statement, fear, you know, is something that everyone experiences, right? And, and what happens is, yes, it, if we're fearful of something, that should be an indicator that there's a belief that allows that fear instead of going, oh, well, just everybody has fear and I have to live with it, or I have to overcome it, or I have to push through it. It actually is, oh, thank you, universe. You're showing me something that I believe that is allowing the energy of fear in my existence and my creation. And see, there's certain principles around fear. The very thing you fear will come upon you because fear is such a focused energy and it's attached to a belief, it talks directly to your subconscious. This is why you really don't desire fear. Now, some people will say, well, what about fear of knowing something bad's about to happen? I call that knowing. I call that wisdom and knowledge, not fear. Fear drains our energy. Wisdom and knowledge gives us energy to handle whatever we have created that comes into our existence. Many people go, well, bad things happen. I've had bad things happen, right? Bad things happen. How did I create it? When you start to unwind this, you begin to understand the power of you. It is your birthright and you're creating. We create everything. We've lived many lifetimes. We carry beliefs lifetime after lifetime until we get truth. So this is why every religious text, ancient text, says the truth sets you free. I don't know of any teaching that doesn't say that. And it's a theme throughout society, it's throughout the world, and it is true. But it's the eternal truth that rises within your soul. It's not just your truth in the moment, right? But we are master creators. So we use these things that trigger us, the fear or getting upset or whatever, instead of getting upset and staying upset, get upset. Okay. That happened. Now, what do I believe that allowed that? How can I step into more knowing and power? How can this serve me to show me what is in my subconscious that needs truth? And so it begins to be that journey. And after we've suffered, you know, I don't know about you, but I got, I'm off the suffer bus. Like I was on that suffer bus. I call it, you know, the broke, <laughs> broke, ASS suffer bus, you know, I don't know if I can cuss or not, but that's what I call it. I'm like, you know, after a while, when we make the determination to grow spiritually and we really set our sights on that, we don't need to continue to suffer, you know, but the suffering does serve to show us what is not in alignment with who we really are at our spirit level and what is in our soul that causes us not to be in alignment. Um, and so examples of this are, um, you know, creation. So there was a lady and she was like, I'm going to test this out. You know, I'm going to try this. And there was a hat. Okay. I don't need the hat. 
I don't even know if I want the hat, but I'm going to visualize the hat. I think it's a nice hat. I don't wear a lot of hats, but let's just test it. Let's have fun. So she visualized the hat on her and she just did it until it felt real and there was no resistance. And then two days later, she went to lunch with two friends and one of the friends was wearing the hat. And she was like, oh my gosh, I just saw that hat. She goes, isn't that funny? And she goes, I think it's a nice hat. It's really, it looks good. The next day, her friend gave her the hat. And, and the friend was like, I just started to feel like I didn't like it. I don't even know why I bought it. And I was just compelled to give it to you. So what happened in that circumstance is she, the, the one lady visualized that hat on her head to the point that it took a form of reality. So she was creating in fourth dimension. That's what we do. And we're doing this all the time. You might not have heard of third or fourth dimension. Carl Sagan is a scientist that explains fourth dimension in a very simple way. It's beautiful. You can Google it. Um, but in fourth dimension, we actually create to bring to third dimension. Okay. And we're doing this on a subconscious level all the time. This is why seeking the truth is the number one thing we should desire because we're creating everything anyway. If we just take a step back and go, okay, I'm actually creating everything. I am not subject to anything. It is subject to me. That's a whole different mindset. You know, it took me years to step into that knowledge and that knowing and to really start to use that. And so in the training that I offer, I walk people through a step-by-step on how to do that. Another thing is for healing. If someone you know or yourself has an illness, start to visualize them healed and texting you saying, I'm better. If it's cancer, it's gone. If it's whatever, instead of going, oh my God, I feel so bad for them. No, hold the higher level of energy and send it their way and see it and persist in it until it takes on reality, because this is how powerful we are. And, and you can say there's a lot of turmoil in the world. There's a lot of things. Well, there's a lot of creations. Think of all the tormenting thoughts that we feel when we don't have truth and how mean we are to ourselves, right? And think about how that if this is true, if what I'm saying is true, right, then all of those mean thoughts are talking directly to our subconscious and they're moving into the third dimensional realm and being created. So I would just challenge you to think about it and take a step back and start to objectively look at this and go, am I really that powerful? And I would say you are. It's just a matter of training yourself to understand who you really are in becoming one with the eternal truth so you can get free from the bullshit, right? All the bad things we believe about ourselves. And now we can create from this space, we master this, we master our destiny, and this is how we save the world. It's like we know that everybody's on a journey. I'm not judging whether it's wrong or right. But just through the gift of what is called revision, we can help others awaken to divinity within themselves and then let divinity take it over from there. But visualize the highest desire for them 
and hold that for them instead of judging them. Instead of saying, this person's rude, this person's narcissistic. That's a word I hear all the time. <laughs> you know, he's so narcissistic, she's so narcissistic. Instead of that, gift them with mercy and hold a vision of them in their highest good, their highest desire. And whatever action it is, show it being healed because they're just in an illusion just like we are. They're believing something about themselves that is showing up that way, okay? So I just call it having mercy for others in revising and holding the highest viewpoint for them, the wish fulfilled. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I guess um, violence never solve, like you can't use like, um, violence to solve violence like so yeah. a war on terror it, it doesn't work and what you just described is if someone does something that you don't enjoy or you didn't like uh, or you hate it uh, and you think that as a result that person is a certain type of personality but if you keep holding on to that thinking then you're trapping that energy you're holding space for that. You like because you say that we all co-creating. We all agree to co-create together. So you are a facilitator. If let's just say that person is a con artist, you're holding that character in place by maintaining that. Yes, I also agree that this person is a con artist. But by you letting go, maybe you're the first one to do so. Who knows? But if you say this person is actually a giver, a generous person then you're starting a, a ripple effect to change the archetype and releasing that, that at least your partner holding on to um, that person's um, being a certain negative archetype. So here's another, you were asking for examples. So I had a mother contact me for one-on-one -on -one coaching with her daughter. Her daughter did not want to coach. Her daughter was addicted. Okay and um, had been in and out of rehabs and different things. And I said, that's okay. Well, I'll coach you as her mother and let's just revise it. And let's hold, I'll share with you so you can get rid of any of the beliefs, the doubt or unbelief that it could ever change, right? The hopeless feeling, right? So we got truth on all that with the mother. So there would be no constriction in the energy of creation. Okay. And then we begin to see the daughter full, whole. She just had decided not to do drugs anymore. And she had decided she wanted to be something and figure out what her purpose was. That's all. We weren't visualizing a purpose. We're not going to impose that on her. But she was discovering herself, her spirit, her soul, and she desired to heal. And it happened. We visualized it for four weeks and in the mother had a specific way that she had done it and what the daughter would say to her. And it literally was what the daughter texted her. Wow. It was literally. And so this is how powerful we are. And if I say you're a con artist, like you use that example, if I go, he's, you know, just a con, like, you know, what I'm doing is I am allowing my creative power to agree with their creative power for that negative thing. And I'm just reinforcing it. But if I take higher step toward love, 
mercy and grace. And I go, I'm going to withhold judgment here. That doesn't mean you allow people to use you and stuff. If you get used, you have a belief that allows you to be used. Like that's how that works. So always go, what do I believe that allowed this to come into my life? So this is about us getting what we believe and getting truth. And that's what the truth method helps you learn to do. And then it's also about mercy and grace for the other person and withholding judgment because the very energy of judgment constricts your cellular structure. And, you know, we're mostly water in our bodies. And it constricts the flow of all liquids within your cellular structure and begins to shrink your cells and dry them up. Like it's toxic and it's a boomerang effect. Like if you judge somebody, you're judged in the same way. And see, we wouldn't even think that's judging. We would think I've, I've had people go, Claudette, he is a narcissist. I'm not judging him. I'm just saying he is, he's proven it to me. And I'm like, well, but you're holding him in a pattern of a lower manifestation if you agree with him. Now, you can step away from the situation, but then hold him to the highest desire. You know, that's the gift you can give somebody. And you do that, judgment's released, you are blessed. And you're blessed 70-fold. Like, this is how we bring this creative power. So anytime we actually unleash love, truth, and creation, it is a much more powerful force than any lower level energy. So that's how everything changes, right? And everyone's on their journey. That's okay. They can be. However, if we see someone without a job, you know, you mentioned COVID in the times that we're in right now. So bless them and visualize them getting a job that is better than they ever imagined and texting you and going, Oh my God, you won't believe how this happened. Right. Visualize that for them instead of feeling sorry for them. Visualize that divine intelligence is released in them for their creativeness and, and their divinity to rise, to step into that and be guided to get to that job. Right. Visualize prosperity, visualize abundance, even in the midst of all the evidence telling you things are crashing in the midst of all this. This is how we can start to shift the world for the better. This is how, and this is the power that we have within us. And, you know, there's nothing more powerful when you go straight to creation, <laughs> you know, where else are you going to go? Right. Yeah. And I think um, you mentioned something prior to um, our podcast. I guess the, the way I look at life is that we all came here for a certain experience or, or karmic lessons or, or whatever destiny that we set to embark on. And so who's to say someone going through certain unfortunate events, as we all have in the past, is not going to turn out to become our greatest blessing as well. But one thing that you touched on prior to the podcast is almost like, well, this is not to deprive anyone of any experience or lessons, but you don't have how long you go through that lessons. You could say, yep, lesson learned. And you move on rather than prolong that period. Lifetimes. Yeah. Literally, if we just send that blessing of revision to someone, we could save them lifetimes of spinning, right, Gary? I mean, think about it, you know? And I want to say something that 
Some may agree with me, they may not. It's okay. You don't have to agree with me. It's okay. But karma serves a certain purpose. There's certain spiritual laws, okay? And the law of karma is one of them. But when the lesson is learned, you can step into the law of grace, okay? You don't have to stay under a law of karma that is, you know, causes lifetime after. When you receive the truth and your soul has what you need according to the eternal truth, that's when we step into grace and mercy. And so what law do you desire to be under, right? So it's very powerful because even cause and effect, I mean, I've just, you know, this is where I go, well, here we go. We're getting deeper. Um, there's the law of cause and effect. I literally have had a cause, did not like what the effect was going to be. And then I went, okay, what's the truth I need? What do I believe that created this? What do I, you know, and I began to get it. And then I would ask truth, is this going to go away? And I'd get no. Okay, fine. What else do I believe? And I did that until the truth felt so real to me and the effect literally vanished. And so that's where we can begin to go. It, it, really divinity, this whole journey is all about growing in learning how to create in the construct of the third dimension, learning how to create in constriction with divinity rising. We're from the oneness, but we're individualized in the oneness. And it's okay. Nobody's done, you know, nobody's in trouble. We're figuring this out and divinity awakens. And the, the highest blessing you could give anyone is asking that divinity, source, God, whatever term you use, there's only one power of creation and it is seen in everything. So asking that that awaken in your brother or sister and that the truth go into the soul they need for their freedom. That is the highest blessing you can give anybody. It really is. Mm. So, yeah. so um, since there is a time lag in, I guess what we conjure up in the fourth dimension into the third. And I guess the rationale that people talks about is if I think about an elephant and suddenly an elephant pops into this room during our podcast, it's probably not the best thing that would happen. So <laughs> there's a rationale for that. But for people that are going through situations of difficulties, whether it's uh, going through business challenges, financial challenges, relationship challenges, arguments and fights and physical challenges and pain and stuff. When everything is, is rosy, okay, let me create a better future. It's like I have personally found that to be much easier than if you feel like you're stuck in a rut or a hole or something, yeah. going through yeah. some major trauma. And it's like, well, it's easy for you to say that you have no money issue when you have no money issue, but I'm like, I got all these bills and debts to pay. And every day I, I, after my meditation, I wake up, I get another phone call from a debt collector, another client canceling, and I'm losing even more money than before. So when you're getting reminded with the 3D reality at that present moment, that is, yeah. I'm still arguing, I'm still having pain, I'm still losing money. Like, what are some of the best way or, or methods to, I guess, break out? Yeah. <laughs> break out of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I get it. I've had money, I've lost money, and then I got money again. I get it. I grew up in poverty. You know, I mean, we, what my mother made, it wasn't even, 
I mean, sometimes it was only four digits for the whole year, right? Like I get it. And it wasn't until I really got curious and said, in a lot of my journey, I was guided and taught by the truth, you know, and it was a long journey. It's a lot easier when there's a program and you can learn it. Mine took 20 years. Other people, it's taking a year. So, you know, it's a lot faster. But um, the thing about that is, can you really just stop for a minute and go, okay, if I'm actually creating everything, wow. Okay. Pat yourself on the back because whether it's good or bad, you're doing a really good job. Like, you know, cause when it's bad, we all agree it's freaking bad. I've had bad hit me like, you know, my childhood, my young, as a young adult, bad just kept coming. And it wasn't until I got the truth that I began to shift it. And then even then my marriage was troubled for years. Right. So I get it. And, um, like the arguing, um, you know, I used to argue with my former husband, like, world war three in the kitchen. Like it was terrible and it was a lot and it was dark, like just a dark depressive type thing. And this is how I learned. I was connecting to truth in this environment. And I started going, well, if I'm actually creating everything, I must think really crappy thoughts about myself because this is bad. And I just went, okay, I'm going to take this responsibility And I ask for help and I ask for the truth to start rising that I need. And this is the first thing you can do. And another thing you can do is show me this person through the eyes of truth versus, you know, just looking at the person as if they are your enemy. Show me this person through the eyes of truth. If it's an abusive situation, please get out. Please go to safety. Um, you know, I do deal with, I work with women that have been abused and we heal from it. Um, and we get truth and they're not traumatized anymore, but go to safety. But if it's, you know, with my former husband and I, it was just arguing, you know, all the time. And so what I begin to do is I would scream back at him and go, you're not my problem. And I'm not your problem. You know, I started saying, we're not each other's problems. We're we're our own problems. And he would just like, and so yes, we ended up getting divorced, but we got divorced with honor. We decided to get divorced because we were going in different directions, not because we hated each other and not because we argued all the time because we had solved that. Right. And I can remember when we were getting divorced, he said, I care about you. I'm not mad at you. I'm not angry at you. I'm not anything. And that was honoring him. Right. Throughout the whole process, I was like, I honor you. And so it's really starting to see that we are one. And how do we break out of it? We have to go, okay, if I'm responsible, what's the first step? We can either be caught in it and believe that everything happens to us there's another saying that it happens for us and I say it happens from us in what position would you rather be in where you're subject to all the crap or you begin to actually regain and reclaim your power and then you understand it happens from you and you can begin to go on that journey and it's going to get shaky it's going to get you know your ego is going to fight and kick 
but what would you rather do? If you're listening to this podcast, you're attempting to grow, right? So if, if it's time to grow for you, now it's happening from you. And now you can start to say, okay, what do I freaking believe that allows this? And what's the truth? And you can start to do that. There's a few more steps, but that's the beginning, right? And, and just start to see things a little differently. Um, if we feel like everybody's always mean to me, I always lose my job. The way you can catch it is what beliefs were you thinking before you lost your job? If you're walking around going, I'm going to lose my job. I'm going like catch that belief and go, huh? Okay. I believe that what's the truth. And you can literally shift something. Okay. So understand that your beliefs speak directly to your subconscious. This journey on earth, we're all going through a divine plan of growing to where our consciousness can actually merge with our subconsciousness and we can create. This goes past the law of attraction. It goes past manifestation. It goes into creation. And we're doing it all the time anyway. So let's get the eternal truth about it and let's go, okay, I'll take responsibility. It's pretty crappy right? Some of us are going through really crappy things. Sad. I had sadness that was so deep. I mean, it was just so bad. And, you know, I I would have told you I wasn't depressed. I was just sad. (laughs) Okay. And it took truth to bring me out of it. But I began to go, okay, what am I believing that allows the energy of sadness to stay in my life? See, it's okay to experience anger, but don't let it stay in your life right? It's okay to to experience what it is to be sad, but don't let sadness take residence in your heart because out of your heart flows the issues of your life. That is where the eternal is. And so what truth do you need to step out of that sadness, step out of feeling helpless and hopeless and understanding you are a child of creation and all the power that you need is within you. It's just a matter of take, just taking that initiative and going, I'm going to seek the truth as if my life depends on it because it freaking does. That's what it's about. Yeah. Wow. Um, what do you see is the difference between love and truth? Truth actually um, cuts through a lot of the beliefs because when people are afraid, they don't understand the fullness of love do they like a lot of people will close off their heart because they want to protect it there's actually no need to protect what is of truth what is really true and eternal doesn't need protection because you're already in truth and in protection if you follow the guidance of truth you're safe follow the guidance always follow your hunches okay but What love is, is love is a waiting to rise. It's a very, see, to me, truth and love are the most powerful forces. The truth sets you free so you can step into eternal love. And perfect love casts out all fear. It covers a multitude of things that we would normally need to forgive someone. However, truth gets you to step into that eternal perfect love. Until you have that experience, you don't even know how. And look at it this way. I believe this. And you can choose, you can believe it or not, it's fine. But I believe that we descended 
from the oneness to experience creation, to experience something other than the oneness. That's why we created the illusion. And this is a holographic illusion. And so we created that and we really are so freaking good. We believe it. We think that it's all there is until we begin to awaken to the truth that no, there's more. And then we start that journey and we start to really there, it comes a time when you get really hungry in your soul for truth, because you know that your freedom is on the other side of that. And that's when you can begin to see things shift in your life. It's almost like, it's what people call, oh my God, it's magical, right? But it's you learning how to be a creator in this illusion. So then as you shift, you ascend back up. And so I say this, God became you so you can become God. You're just learning. There's nothing wrong with you. Even the worst of the worst person, yes, we need to put them in jail, okay? But at the same time, we also need to revise them because we've been here multiple, multiple, multiple lifetimes. And I say, I've been the queen and I've been the whore, right? I've been it all. And I'm sure all of us have. We've been here. It takes lifetimes to awaken to understanding who we truly are. And this is why we can have grace. This is why we can step into mercy. This is why we can go, okay, I want to understand. I choose to understand my power. I choose to understand what a child of creation actually is. And I choose to awaken to that now. So I don't have to be subject to all of these creations that I've allowed. And so to the person that doesn't have money, there's a fear of lack. And I'm actually creating a program for healing and money that's going to go for 12 months. And um, because it's just such, it's such a problem in society and a lack of money causes us to be in so much fear. And the fear actually causes fear, stress, and anxiety cause disease. Like it's just this domino effect. And when we actually understand who we are at a spirit and a soul level, our body has to line up. So that's I'm, that's I'm getting all excited just listening to you. Um, not so much with just the head, but more so the heart. Like it's feeling the message that um, it feels like a certain right vibration is singing to my heart to say that this is the eternal truth that you know. Um, it's just remembering it. And yeah. The more time is, is spent with you and other people in your community that's thinking the same way, that's uh, reinforcing the message is bound to be of a great assistance in start creating, in start creating and stuff like feeling like you're a passenger in this journey of life. Yes. It's beautiful when you start to understand, okay, this is me. I own it. The good, the bad, the ugly, right? All of it. I own it. And you can literally start to see that which you created that you do not desire being uncreated. See, whatever is created can be uncreated. And um, I used to walk around in a fear of darkness, not darkness at night, but the energy of darkness. And um, even just this past year, I, I would have told you I didn't have a fear two years ago, three years ago, four years ago, but this has been a 26 year journey for me. So, um, but just this past year, I began to understand I created the darkness. I created it from the false beliefs that are within me. There is only one 
power. And that power resides in me. And from it, I can create good or bad. I can create either. And when you do that and you take that responsibility, go easy on yourself because it's almost like you're a two or three-year-old starting to learn to create all over again. Go easy on yourself. You're going to fall. You're going to poop in your diaper. It's not going to look good. That's okay. Just say, you know what, Claudette, you're on the path of getting better and better is better. You're going to get better. There is hope because there's always hope in the truth. Yeah, I think that statement, um, seeing yourself as a two or three years old, it really helps because after I mentioned about creating and getting excited about it, my entrepreneurial, my achiever um, archetype kicks in to say, okay, well, let's ask her the question. How do someone like um, create faster versus the people that are creating slower? What is the differentiator in those people? And, and let's pick up the quality and let's create as fast as we can in creating the ideal life. And I'm sure like you're going to share with us like how, but I think the bottom line is everyone is on their own journey. When you start comparing that, hey, this person is creating faster than me, then you start to have stresses in your life that when this life, like at least to my belief, is the playground for us to experience it, to explore, to enjoy, not to like, hey, let's rather than enjoying like building a sandcastle, I want to be the first one, the biggest one, the fastest one. I call that Chi Chi, Gary. That's just your false ego, Chi Chi, the Chihuahua, the nervous Chihuahua. And I love Chihuahuas, but have you ever met a nervous Chihuahua that kind of pees in the corner and humps your leg? It's just not. It's not good. So that to me is your, anytime you feel like you have to be better, you're not in your power because when you're in your power, you don't compare, but we're going to compare because we got beliefs, right? Everybody does. Everybody compares at first because we have beliefs that cause us to compare because we don't know who we are yet. Right? So I'm not judging you for comparing. I'm just saying, make a note of that. And if you start to compare and go, well, this person's better, that person. To me, I trust the eternal truth in my higher self to take me at the level I need to go. I'm not in a race with anybody. Um, I'm creating a lot of neat stuff. Well, I mean, the truth is through me. I feel like I'm being guided, but you know, it happens when it happens. I'm going to faithfully follow the guidance and it, that's just what it is. You know, so I can remember, um, and I know you're probably running out of time, but here's another thing. I just asked, I just said, well, how do you want this to look for business? Cause you know, I'm a business person. And, um, I just, you know, if you really trust that answer to come ask and it is given asking, you shall receive if at whatsoever ye ask for, if you believe you shall receive, that is a spiritual law. So, I ask that that is written on your heart. Whatsoever you ask for and believe, you shall receive. And so the believe part is that. So a lot of people talk to me about all these different modalities, right? And what's happening is the truth method can be used with all these different modalities. And then when you combine truth with a modality, And the person can get to that deep core of their soul and what they believe on the subconscious level. Now you have lasting change because the belief drives everything. And so for me, I had gone to sleep. I was like, I need 
need the plan. Like, what do you want this to look like? And I remembered waking up the next morning and it was like, I was waking up from layers of being somewhere, you know, it just, it was like, just, it, it looked like just pages folding and I'm coming forward into being awake again. And the whole full business plan idea, everything dropped into me and I'm doing it now. So it's like, Oh, that's it. And I got up and I wrote six pages of notes from what just dropped into me in instant, you know, but I'm like, Oh, I got to get this into the human realm. <laughs> so I had to write notes so I won't forget it. But see, divine guidance is seeking to always help. The eternal truth always wants to set you free. So you can expand, you can grow, and you can experience, and you can step into joy. That is your birthright. If you're not in joy, what do you believe that keeps you from it? So it starts to be that journey of discovering what you really actually believe. And many times it's subconscious. That's why I'm saying that's why we connect to the truth to show us, right? And it pulls that belief up. And then we're like, okay, this is what I believe. And pay attention to your thoughts. You can't track them all. There's too many, but pay attention to the ones that repeat themselves because that's a really prominent belief. And then ask yourself, well, if I believe that, is it any wonder that I'm creating this? Start linking what you believe, because a lot of people go, see, I told you this always happens. See, you know, like that belief is coming up and they're like, I told you this would happen. It always happens to me. People always do this to me. Well, that's because that person is creating the belief that causes it to always happen. Right. Mm -hmm. And don't go hard on yourself because these beliefs are at a, a soul level. They're in the subconscious. Don't go hard on yourself. Just start the journey of getting into your freedom. Yeah. Yeah. So what programs do you have running in 2021? I think you mentioned there's a 12-month program you're running for uh, wealth and also um, for healing themselves as well. Yes, I open up, there's a couple, but I have an eight-week program that I open up monthly. And so people can join that monthly. And I have a certain time window where I open it up and then they can start that process. And then I have a 12-week program that is starting on February 23rd. And um, that's called the Truth Inner Circle. And that includes the eight-week. Like the eight-week is the foundational. This is your beginning into the truth. And then the 12-week actually takes you into what it looks like to actively start to create and get truth on what you believe and really be set free. The eight-week program, get truth on what you believe, right? The 12-week program goes into active creation because it's all about our state of being. And our state of being can be switched by a mantra or you know, exciting ourselves or whatever, but our belief actually drives our state of being. And so what is your state of being? For me, I expect now, I used to have a poverty mindset, but I expect money to come to me easily and consistently through legitimate means. That's my belief. Large sums of money come to me easily, consistently through legitimate means because I wanted to be legal. <laughs> so, you know, so that's now my belief where before it was like, there's always something I never have enough. I had to change that belief. I had to change because I was creating that. Mm. So 
this is where you can begin to see, you know, and then in business, I had a belief, I was undermining myself. I was like, this is a great idea, but it's never going to work. And then I wondered why it failed. Okay. So I had to change the belief. And so now I visualize for business. Um, I have a project going on right now. I got to fly out tomorrow and um, it's, we're working on the redevelopment of a town. So I also do real estate and stuff like that. And I'm envisioning the end of that project to the point that I've done what I'm supposed to do. And we are cheering each other with champagne. We're successful. So I'm envisioning that and I'm envisioning it helping everyone in that town in abundance. And it's a win-win for everyone to the highest desire of all people. So what do you envision? What do you, you know, if you go into something expecting it to fail, guess what? It's going to fail. Wow. Sounds amazing. So, and, and then you've got the well and the healing program as well. Yes. So I decided I'm working on getting this out to the world, right? So I was like, how could I do that? And so I'm right in the process of developing a year of money, a year of just getting rid of the lack beliefs. And I'm going to allow it to be a monthly membership. And, um, and then the healing, there's, there are ways that we can step into our healing. And so many people are suffering through money and healing. So those are the first two. Um, I can see it opening up for other things, but those are the first two that I'm going to do. And, you know, I'm like sitting here going, well, if somebody tells a friend about it, then I'm going to give them a discount and the friend the discount. You know, like I'm thinking of ways to make it fun, affordable, and just start to benefit a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. And if they want to be a part of it, we'll put the link on the show notes, but um, your website is claudetteanderson.com and all the courses and information is on there. And so um, this is, it's been a, a blessing. Like of last year, you're one of the, um, the podcasts that I guess a lot of people have listened to and watched. And um, I feel blessed to be in your presence and be guided by your wisdom. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. I love you, my brother. It's an honor. And thank you, everybody. Thank you. you. And if you like what you've heard, um, subscribe um, to the podcast and leave some good comments and that will help us spreading the message with more people. So until next time, love you.